but the images that come flooding back from my first game are still technicolor vivid. How could they not be? I don't care how gifted a wordsmith you are, there are some occasions when even the most elegant sentences are inadequate. Even Marquez, at his Chronicle of a Death Foretold Best, would have struggled to capture the essence of Eden Gardens 2001. You had to be there. You had to feel the energy of that crowd. You had to sense the pent-up anger and joy. You had to soak in that cauldron. It had all started with India in disarray after a three-day loss in Mumbai, and Kolkata furious after an Ian Chappell column in The Telegraph that questioned Surav Ganguly's captaincy credentials. Three days into the game, even Ganguly's fiercest backers were wondering how he'd cling on to the job. India weren't just being beaten, they were being schooled by the most formidable side that most of us had seen since the West Indies enjoyed their halcyon years. That night, Tony Gregg, then a columnist for the scaled-down website that I edited, invited me for dinner. He was as terrific a raconteur in person as he was on television. But at the end of the night, he made sure the steward got his separate checks. No free dinners. An extra day on the golf course, he said with a laugh as we parted ways. I don't need to repeat what happened on day four. I remember watching from a stairwell behind one of the stands as VVS Laxman scored the runs that took him past Sunil Gavaskar's 236, then the highest score made by an Indian. The applause was like an explosion, an outburst of energy that almost made you stagger. On the final day, with Australia imploding after tea, it was several decibels louder, the peak so high that you could barely hear the person next to you speak. Even now, after this passage of time, it's hard to choose between Adelaide and Kolkata. Adelaide was away from home and had an opening day that saw Australia smash and grab 400 for five. Dravid and Laxman added 303 there. I can't recall them batting better. But Ganguly, who watched both partnerships with a leader's eye, insists that Kolkata was a touch better. That was the start of it all. So what now? It's plain to see we're over, and I hate when things are over, when so much is left undone. Deep blue something, breakfast at Tiffany's. The sense of an ending. It was hard to escape it on the night of the 2nd of April 2011. As the players celebrated on the field, it was difficult to focus on the deadlines in front of you. You knew that for many of them, this had been a last shot at World Cup glory. You could understand Tendulkar's tears, and privately you grieved for Dravid, Ganguly and Kumble, titans who hadn't made it as far. Four months later, you were at Trent Bridge, watching India get routed in a test that they had controlled for two days. Your baby girl was a month old and thousands of miles away. You're making the biggest mistake of your life, your former boss had said when you told him that you'd be touring. Two weeks into a five-week-long tour, you knew he was right. As the players trudged off after the presentation, you heard a frustrated young Indian journalist mutter, They're a disgrace. They don't even look like they want to be here. 
they weren't the only ones. A few months after that debacle in England, a test match between India and West Indies finished in Mumbai with the scores level. Only the second time that had happened in 134 years. As Laxman walked back to the pavilion, the rolling stones played in your head, incessantly. This could be the last time. This could be the last time. And you were right. Dravid, Tendulkar and Laxman would never bat together again in a home test. Just as you recall the Kolkata mayhem, it's impossible to forget that sullen Mumbai silence. You dined with Dravid that night. How did that one get away? you asked. These things happen, he said with a half-smile. This was not the man who captained India with a near grimace for over two years.